Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. It is 10.53 p.m. We just came off of the Easter Vigil, and we had to come over and record something. So good morning if you're listening to this on Monday, but happy Easter! Happy Easter! There we go, waiting for you to say it. It's like, happy Easter! <laughs> we are recording this on Saturday night, right after the Easter Vigil, because like we have to go over and we have to record, because first of all, I'm not going to be here on Monday, and we have to just share the joy that we've just experienced over the last three days, especially... Tonight, I have to give you one more moment where you're like, well, say it, come on, no, say it, I was like, come on, like, get say to ha- it. Say happy Easter, what's wrong with you? It's Everything's new. I mean, the water's new, the flowers are new, the season is new, and we have new microphones. New microphones. Sounds, uh, sounds, like sounds better in my in my uh, headphone. Sounds better. I don't know how this is going to look. How, and how and it's going to sound in the final. Me and also put all these beautiful sports banners you know, around us, there, there's a heat flag, there's a panther flag behind him, and what's behind, there's a, you have a flag to our, to, to the side, yep. what's behind me? The dolphins. Uh-huh. So if I take a picture of you, you get the, you yeah. get the dolphins right behind you. And then uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, Inter-Miami flag arrives, and the new uh, Marlins flag. I had the old logo, but I didn't want to hang that thing. No, we don't want so, that So the new flags come in tomorrow. And, 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 you know, no. Come on. No. Come on. No, everything's new, but not that. that oh, that's. Man. Not no, they're definitely not new. No, we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about Easter. He has risen, George. He has risen indeed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. We just wanted to come over. We just got off the high of celebrating. Literally, half an hour ago, I walked out of the church with you. And it was just such... I mean, every Easter is amazing, but when you can't experience the high of Easter unless you go to an Easter vigil. Now, tomorrow, when we celebrate... Easter during the day on Sunday morning. There's always beautiful something beautiful about Sunday morning. But I've always said this: you have to be able. You know, I just listen. I just got a text from Nana, who was listening to this on Monday morning. She says, "What an amazing man! Thanks for the enthusiasm. I could so relate when you spoke about the Earth being in anticipation of the resurrection, and in such a gift to get the, caught up in the theo drama, as Bishop Barron says. Thank you, Nana. She just contributed to the show. There it is. So." Instant your, reaction. What was your take? Because you were there, you, Jorge is the, the master ceremony, handling everything behind the scenes. He didn't make any mistakes. I made one mistake that I... That I, I only noticed because I'm a nerd. And <laughs> I, I didn't even notice. I usually catch these things and nobody noticed. But what was your instant take of what we just experienced? Uh, I, Easter Vigil. I mean, I said it to you crossing the street. That was one of the... And I mean, we're, it's minutia here, but that was one of the most... Close as closest to flawless as we've got into to pulling off a, an Easter vigil liturgically. Yeah, as so far many as, parts. as uh, oh, it's crazy. As far as you know, going following the rubrics, you know, following the instructions, and it's very, very, very detailed. Uh, but instant reaction. I mean, oh, wow. That we had five. That, uh, I, I mean, I've been doing the scrutinies, and it didn't dawn on me until t- I, until today when I was going over the gospel that. All the catechumens were women. Yeah, I was going to say that. That I love the connection you made yeah. with, uh, with the and women. And so the gospel we heard, Easter vigils yeah. from the gospel of Luke, where 
The women go to prepare Jesus' body and find that the tomb is empty. And Pope Francis made mention of this in the Easter Vigil they celebrated in Rome. You, they, they saw, they heard the message of the angel. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. Now, something I didn't mention in the homily tonight, which I may mention, I may mention tomorrow, maybe not, but worth mentioning here in the podcast. The Holy Father made great emphasis on the term, on the phrase, he is not here. Why? Because so many times, new mics, I can't go far from, uh, so many times we go looking for God in all the wrong places. And so it's kind of like the angels reminding us, he's not here. He's not in this place that you frequent or in this thing that you do. He is here. He is physically, really, substantially embodied, so in the really present in the Eucharist. Now, I remember last Easter, if I recall correctly, you took your children, you know, and your wife in the morning, Easter morning, to watch the sunrise or to be there. And it was beautiful. And you experienced God there, but it's not the same as what we experienced tonight. At all. You know, and we were actually just crossing the street and you said, oh, look at the moon. And and you kind of... Full moon. Full moon. Beautiful moon. But, moon but from the angle we were crossing the street, you know, the, the cross on top of the dome lined up with the moon. And you said, oh, that's kind of like a, a little host image yeah. there. Oh, yeah, but not, not even close. <laughs> it's the, the catechumens. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Now neophytes. Um, that's right, newly, newly baptized. There was, and I told you this this morning, we're in for a treat because when I did the walkthrough early this morning with them, they were already getting emotional as, as I'm just explaining what's going to happen. I'll tell you about that. So, so to actually you know, experience it, you know, celebrate it, and, and to... Kind of literally have the front row seat to it. There was one as she was being baptized. Was was weeping. You, know, you could hear her kind of you know catching her, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, trying to catch her breath and just overcome with this beautiful emotion. And you know, I've always loved converts for that. You know, you know, I'm a cradle. Catholic. We've spoken about this. I'm yep. a cradle Catholic. I take it. I take so much for granted. You know, as you know, as crazy as I pay attention to these things, you know, as an MC, you know, I, I know the routines, but even that I take so much for granted. So, so in that moment, you know, as she's receiving those, that water of baptism, and you know, I, I gave her the big shell so you could really give a, a healthy pour of water. I did. You know, and, and to see her emotion and to see her so caught up in it, and and to and she wasn't she wasn't young. No, so her, I, her I can only imagine, you know. The, the journey of her life that brought her to this moment tonight. And, you know, that captured me so profoundly. And that's what we celebrate. You know, every, you know, we, yes, we're, we're Eucharistic people, but baptism opens. Hallelujah is our song. That's right. But baptism opens that door, you know, so to, so to be, to have that front row seat, you know, as she opened that door and then to be confirmed and then celebrate communion. Oh, wow. On the first Sunday of Lenin, yes, when she came up to be, baptized right now from you know, an hour and a half ago she I saw the emotion already welling up in her face when she was approaching the baptismal font and as she you know put her head down and I could hear her weeping and I'm like her name is Kathleen Kathleen I baptize you in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit now mind you Three feet to my left is a canon lawyer. I, go, I gotta get this right because he'll report me right away. I say, Father, you didn't do that right. 
But I'm getting caught up, and I looked at you, and you were getting caught uh, up in yeah, emotion. I had the, I had know, the, there was, there was, there the, was the water. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I was going to say, in the first Sunday of Lent, we do the, the rite of, uh, right of election. We send them forth here from the church, and then they go to the cathedral to be elected by the archbishop. And so every year, you know, our reporters at the Florida Catholic do, you know, they, they pick a couple of catechumens out of the crowd, and they interview them. And she, you know, she sang that she always was wearing a veil, like a, a black veil, you know, for mass. Today she wasn't. She was dressed all in white. She looked the part of, of a neophyte, even when she walked in. Catechumen Kathleen Staples said that she had been searching for God for most of her life, but she had been looking in all the wrong places. Talk about what we said. What I just is. said, He is not here. There it is. Okay. She said. We didn't plan this, by the way. No, <laughs> I know. I now feel that God is reading me in, she said after the rite of election ceremony. Staples, an artist and retired of University of Miami art teacher. And a cane. There we go. There you go. And I'm looking at him. There's a cane logo right there. Today was a spring game. We'll talk about that later. And and she looked at, hopefully, and she looked at different religions throughout her life. Jorge's shooting daggers at me because I'm making him stay late. <laughs> go, when are we going to record this in the next 36 hours? Anyway, she's a retired professor in, from UM. She looked at different religions throughout her life but didn't pursue any religious affiliation when she was younger. She said, the Catholic religion gets straight to the point. She studied a course in miracles and attended 12-step programs, and she said, I felt there was way too many words. Catholicism is very simple. There's lots of traditions and beautiful symbols. It's the true religions. Staples, Staples said that something, Kathleen said it's something her father said in, 20, in 2013, as he was dying from cognitive congestive failure at the age of 91, made her think about the afterlife. She recalled, he said loudly, Kathleen, take me home now. I didn't understand what he meant, but now I do. I don't want to waste my life without having gotten to the truth. What is the truth of life, of this life? She said that she read books by British writer and late theologian C.S. Lewis that motivated her. She also was inspired by the beautiful works of art in Florence, Italy. She said, those are awesome paintings. The artist obviously received inner inspiration to portray these heavenly images. I got a sense that there was something great out there. I think God showed me the way through art. That's how he taught me. Oh, my goodness. I read that before, but reading it tonight, now knowing that she is fully initiated right. as a member of the Catholic Church. Wow. And let's talk about Paige. And little Paige. Oh, wow. There, you want to talk about a journey. Mm-hmm. But she's she's been in the school since I want to say fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, and it was it was one of those that she was probably on track for uh, for the sacraments, and then COVID hit. Yeah, and kind of threw everything. You know, mm-hmm. every, we we went full stop, uh, and finally, finally, her seventh yeah. grade year. Her seventh grade year, she she is a beautiful little girl, uh, you know, daughter of one of our teachers, and. You know, she, you know, every time I would talk to her about her baptism, I wrote about it in the bulletin, she would just light up. Now, I was thinking about that this afternoon, and the many things I thought about this afternoon. You know, last summer, during one of the theater camps, she, they, they put on the production of Little Orphan Annie, of Annie, and she played Annie. And of course, Annie's famous song is Tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow. That's your bottom dollar tomorrow. So, so I go, I, so I mentioned that in the homily. I go, Paige, last summer you were singing, the sun will come out tomorrow. Paige, it is tomorrow. 
And Sister Shampali told me, Father, I almost lost it when you said that. I go, it is tomorrow. The sun has come up. And as we're waiting, the beauty of this vigil. Now, there's so many people that do this vigil and so many cultures do this vigil later on at night. You know, and I'm sure your wife thanks me for doing it at 8 o'clock and I'm keeping you. I thank you for doing yeah, it. Yeah, I can choose to type this on in about, uh, about, you know, uh, 11 and a half hours. So, um, we are waiting this night with eager anticipation for the dawn. That's why I wish I had the energy to celebrate a sunrise. sunrise I mean, right now, it's a, yeah, let's do it. But I, you know, when that alarm goes up tomorrow, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see. Yes, I do a sunrise dance. I've heard doing, I've, I've done them before, but I've done them outdoors. I never did them in the beach when I was at St. Agnes. You know, Go that's, figure. You're, you're going to hate me now. Uh -huh. A sunrise service in your lawn facing the church. Yeah. On my lawn? Well, yeah. Yeah, with, with the sun coming up behind There's the There's nothing like, oh, you, you. I've shown you that's pictures. That's gorgeous sunrise. I've shown you pictures from my living room yeah. on the second floor of the of church. The sun coming, the sun the coming sun behind up. it, yeah. And, you know, if you do, if you if you start at 6 a.m., you, you kind of, this time of year, you get to consecration around right the time of the first streaks of dawn, you know, start coming out. It's absolutely beautiful. Let's I think make part it of the goal. Let's do it. Ah. <laughs> you know, it's enough. And then you're going to be like, is, okay. This is you getting gonna, back at me for coming to the studio. Yeah, right? but then yes. but then you're going to say, you MC it. Okay, but, I'll do yeah. it if you MC it. <laughs> I, 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 your wife kind of likes me this week. I want to keep it that way. You know, God bless her. But but seeing Paige's smile when oh, she rose from the baptismal fund, I mean, it was just a joy. And, and, and this is one of the joys of being a priest. Not only when you baptize any, you know, you, you, you baptize babies, you see the joy on, on the parents' faces, on the godparents' faces. You see the joy of everyone, you know, in our in our congregation as these people emerge yeah. from the font of baptism. But and, that, then we, and then we had one catechumen on uh, on crutches. Yeah, the poor thing. She, she broke her broke her leg or broke her foot. Yeah, and that had to be like yesterday. It happened this week because I when I saw her. Oh, she was she was with us on Thursday night. And, and no, 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 but I, but I, no, but I saw yeah, no, but I saw her on. I think it was yesterday, and she was on crutches. And so once it happened yeah. in the last three days, but she was here. She was here. She was here. She was baptized, confirmed, and received First Communion. And God bless him. And that's just today. Yeah. Let's go back three days, or, you know, 48 hours, Holy, Holy Thursday. Thursday. That was impressive. The amount of people that were in our church. We were, I, don't, I don't remember seeing Holy Thursday that full here at Little Flower. I mean, it it might have, but I don't remember. I don't remember seeing it that. I mean, the balcony was packed. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. There were people that sitting way. and standing in, in, in the vestibule. I mean, there's something for a priest. There's something special about that night because you're celebrating mass on the night that Jesus celebrated the Last Supper. I remember the first time that I celebrated that mass as a principal celebrant. I was overcome by such emotion, and then the washing of the feet. And the first person we, the first person you're, who, you're welcome. okay, was some, uh, you know, a loyal listener, son of Rudy and, and Jenny Marie's little Rudy comes up all of six or seven six years, years old, six years six old, six years old, and not quite seven. And he's there and he was so into it. He oh. was, he was pumped. He was so excited. No, he was, oh, I'll tell you a story that I heard yesterday that his mom told me that he was so pumped by it when she woke up on Good Friday morning, she goes into his room 
He had 12 stuffed animals lined up. He had washed the feet of the 12 stuffed animals. That is awesome. That is like, okay, you know, do it. I mean, let's do it. I mean, and then we did the procession and the, the altar repose, the amount of people that were there. And you said the number of young people really caught you. It, it did because the tradition that comes from Latin America, visiting seven altars repose, seven monuments, as we call them, and monumentos, you know, going to different different churches, and I compiled with Father Vigoa, lists ranging from St. Thomas, you know, passing through St. Augustine, Little Flower, St. Raymond, St. Michael, St. Hugh, St. Karen, and then Divina, finishing La Mita, I think I mentioned today. And people did it, maybe they didn't reverse or did it from St. Thomas, and the amount of young people, that it was just nonsense. I was sitting in the back of, of, of Cumber Hall, you know, where the, where the sacrament was, and they would come in, priests would come in, they were doing, you know, that aren't pastors that, that had the time to do it. I want to do it one day. I really do. But it, it, you have to do it like five minutes and you're mm-hmm. gone because it depends how long your mass and yep. lasted. And pray that you know, the priest isn't closed before midnight. And I called all those pastors and they were up till midnight. But the amount of young people, it was just beautiful to behold that they were coming to adore their Lord. And then, but the washing of the feet, you know, run, run through the people that, so we had, and, and it was, you know, we, we've made a point over the last few years to really make it representative of our entire community. And I think we we hit the nail on the head this year. We had, obviously, Rudy, the six-year-old, mm-hmm. our, was our youngest. Our oldest, 93 years old, uh, Luis, actually was one of our first weddings in the church, mm-hmm. uh, in the new, quote-unquote, new church, yeah. uh, back in, in the early yeah. 50s. Yeah. We had a married couple. Uh, Joe and, and um, Jintu Stanley, beautiful family, beautiful family. Uh, we had we had a couple parents, um, McHenry Kane, uh, wife of Meredith, also husband of Meredith. Husband, I, uh, <laughs> his wife is Meredith, yeah. who's so involved. And they got here. They joined the parish a couple years back, yeah. and they've just given so much of themselves. Beautiful, another beautiful family. Uh, who else did we have? We had Amarilis Gonzalez. Let me tell you, when I called her. She's, she's one of she's one of our decorators. A decorator. When you see when you see the altar, she's one of the decorators of the altar. Yeah. When when I called her to invite her, um, we had we had a hard time getting through the conversation <laughs> she started crying. And then you know I'm a I'm a bleeding heart, so I started crying, and then she started crying more, and then I started crying more, and all she could get out was you know this means so much. I've given so much of myself to this parish for 45 years, and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize. You know, that she'd been a parishioner for that long. When she told me this morning when she was decorating, she was up till three o'clock last in the morning last night, yep. preparing the some of the arrangements that we put on top of the tabernacle and around the tabernacle on the, on the, on the old altar on the, on, the, on the first altar. And she told me, Father, you have no idea what that meant. And it was just, uh, and we had uh, two eighth graders. Mm-hmm. Who are representative of the class, the president of the student body, Sienna, who sings at our 98 Mass, yeah. and Gabriel, who is always present yep. to serve Mass. He's such a great kid. May have a vocation there. That's right. You never know. And Sienna, you know, just always poised. She's the lead in our, you know, I was talking about Paige as a lead over the summer. Sienna's our lead as, as Belle and Beauty and the Beast that we're doing next month. And every time she sits down, like perfect yeah. posture, she's a ballerina. <laughs> and so, you know, just, you know, it's my kids. Yeah. And we had one girl from... Yeah, from, from religious, Reselis, uh, 
she, I, I was so impressed with her. She, you know, it's normally the parents who enroll the kids. She took it upon herself you know, to come out and seek classes and, and was calling me like, oh, I'm supposed to do my first communion. When is that happening? I go, no, no, not yet. It's next year, this, this year, you'll do it together with your confirmation. And then year two came around and she was the first person calling me going, I just want to make sure that you remember that I'm supposed to do my, my first communion this year. I said, yes, because I, I got you, I got you. But it, she was making the phone calls herself. I was, I was like, is this your mom? No, it's her. And she's 15, 16 years old. So, so I, when we said we got to pick someone from the yeah. confirmation, I, I got, I know. know who it is. She, she was great and she, and she was so moved. Everyone. And Andres Chico. Andres Chico, who is. Uh, you got to invite him for that? Oh, he, he was great. And when I told him, it was during the Knights of Columbus, when I told him he's Colombian, uh, he's taken me to play golf uh, so many times and he's just, such a great soul and gives us himself. His family always is giving whatever you need, Father. You know, when he, when I went to Colombia for that wedding two months ago, uh, he said, Father, if you need some anything, just let me know. I have people that come go pick you up where you need and take you where you need to go and to go. And just amazing human being. And so they were. The last one, I got to talk one more. Yeah, sure. One, one more. I'm, yeah, I'm sure we're missing someone, but yeah. though I know this one is a fun one. Yami. Oh, we picked one of the. Custodians of our school, who is everyone loves over there, and she was like, "No, father can't wash my feet." She was like, "No, just like Peter, <laughs> father can't wash my feet," and and she was, and then she tell, then she has, she was so embarrassed to tell me. She tells me through her teacher. She tells me the teacher tells me, "Father, uh, Yamila is embarrassed to tell you she has she has a toe ring on her toe that she says she's eighteen. Like, I'm like, "Come on, I, I, I wash feet. They have tattoos, they have scars, oh, yeah. they have bunions, they have boils, and." I mean, come on. Well, you know, the, the Pope washed 12 feet at, uh, at a corrections facility. Yeah. Or... He did. He really did. And, you know, as a priest, it moves you so much because that's what we're called to do. We are feet washers. And that leads us right into, you brought it in the homily. Yeah. You know, you, 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 laid, it, you laid down the, the, the vision for what this parish should look like. And we need to be foot washers. That's it. So just to read really quickly what I said in that homily. I said recently in prayer, and this will be published in next week's bulletin. There was, I wrote the bulletin column. I didn't like it. Or he's looking at me because I didn't like it either. So I'm going to kind of rework it because I wrote, I wrote it yesterday and I didn't like it. Uh, recently in prayer, I've been reflecting on the fact that as a parish, we've been focusing too much of our energies on retreats and events and less on creating genuine disciples. It is great to feel retreat events with people to teach them who Jesus is, but after the retreat or event, are they abiding by the Master's orders and washing feet? Have they become true disciples? Are they attending Mass on Sunday, spending a holy hour a week in Adoration Chapel, or being good stewards of your parish by laying down their time, talent, and treasure at the feet of the Master? Yes, retreats and events are good and necessary, and we will continue to offer them, and I thank every single person who serves in these retreats and events, but all of them should be oriented towards the Eucharist. On Holy Thursday morning at the Chrism Mass in Rome, Pope Francis warned the priests of Rome to beware to make an idol of numbers. People cannot be reduced to mere numbers, and I fall into this trap many a time as well. We should not be assessed with filling retreats or parish events just for the sake of boasting that we got X number of people. We need to refocus on creating authentic disciples who lay down their life for the church, who have such an intense experience with the Eucharistic Christ that 
they have no problem in getting down on their knees to wash the feet of their brothers and sisters. Now, that was like the written version. When I was preaching it, it was a little more, uh, I guess, spirit-driven. So I invite you to go back and look at the evening mass of the Lord's Supper from you know last week and see the actual homily because I added something. There was something there that I shared with one of the priests. He says, yes, Father, sometimes they get a little too ritualistic. And I said, you know, I had a spiritual, you know, a confessor, excuse me, a long time ago said, beware of routine. Because you're undoing, especially in the spiritual life. So we can't do things. I know we boasted about how big our numbers were tonight and during Holy, you know, that's people, you know, filling up our church. But when it comes to like, you know, an event, a retreat, oh, we had this number. Like I would, I said, I fall on that trail too. I mean, I was upset that we had 25 people show up to a mission night, you know, you know, a week, uh, last week, yeah. a week and a half ago. And I remember the priest telling me that day, he goes, the people that were there were there. That's who God wanted them there. And we get so obsessed with numbers, and that's the whole thing. Do not make an idol of numbers. And, you know, you heard the reaction of it. Well, you know, people were, were coming out, I'm like, did I just, you know, you know. No, it was, it was received very, very warmly from, from my, from my take, from, from, from what I could, from what I could gather. You know, no one was scandalized, right? Scandalized, I mean, offended. And, and, and here's the thing is that, and I've said this before on this podcast, as a preacher, I am supposed, as Jesus did, supposed to challenge him. I had a professor in seminary said, and, I, and excuse me, I'm not going to say a bad word, but quasi bad word. He used to tell us, if you didn't piss somebody off during your homily, you didn't do your job. Okay, I don't think I did that tonight. It's Easter. <laughs> you know, maybe Anna, because I made fun of her singing during the homily. But that's it. But, you know, but that's it's 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 striking a nerve with somebody. And I said at the end of the, at the end of that section of the homily, I said, and now this is part of a greater conversation we need to have with the ministry heads of the parish. You know, why are we doing this? You know, are we doing this for the sake of just doing it? Out of the sake of habit? Because we're on the merry the analogy I said, we're on the merry-go-round that we're having fun on it, but we're going nowhere. Or are we truly committed to making disciples, okay, who lay down their lives for the master? Which brings us to Good Friday. That's what we contemplate Good Friday. And so many people, so many men were there from our Emmaus ministries to help out with the procession. And it was such a beautiful day. I mean, Good Friday. Is always, you know, I always, I always say this about Good Friday. You know, if you want to just sit in the back of a church on Good Friday, people don't know kind of when they wander in, you know, they don't, you know, that's what they're asking what time Mass is. Obviously, yeah. you know, I'm Mass on Good Friday. They wander in and, you know, they're looking for Jesus. Jesus isn't there. The tabernacle's empty. Mm-hmm. The altar is bare. You know, we're, you know, the, cru- the crucifix, thanks to right here. How, first of all, he scaled. Very nice. Oh, you mentioned it. Okay. Go say, talk about this. Because obviously we stripped the, the altar on Thursday night. Are you sure we want to publish this? No, no, no. We talk don't. <laughs> Just to say that. Jorge... Well, well, in last year, the first year we did it, I, you know, we got our big purple cloth and I, I put a um, fish line on it and we, we kind of roped it up from the back uh, and tied it into place. This year, I forgot the, the fish line had snapped. So I, you know, I, I meant to put it back on. You had so much to do. Uh, it was it was a crazy week. I meant to put it to restring it, and 
Thursday came, Thursday went, uh, we stripped the altar, I bring out the cloth and I go, oh, uh, there's no fish line to fish <laughs> yeah. this thing up this is, to the top. This is Thursday around 10 o'clock. So, so yeah, I scaled uh, the Raridoffs. And we'll leave it. Actually, there's no pictures of it. There actually is. There's, oh, no. I said no pictures. <laughs> no, there's the, we had the little camera facing the... Oh, that's true. The, this the is altar. true. I went, ba- I went back there. I was like, oh, I didn't capture it. And it, yes, uh, I, I caught myself. So the ring camera. Thank <laughs> you for letting me believe in but, um, but yes, we got the, we got the corpus covered uh, on the... So that, that's what throws people off yeah. on Good Friday. So you sit in the back of the church and people kind of like, Confusing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did the way of the cross. I come back for the service, and, they, and and people tend to forget what it's you know the the, the, the service of the Passion of our Lord is so beautiful. It, you know, reading of the Word, the priests prostrate themselves as they walk in, and there's silence. And I and I and I, and I talked about silence on Good Friday to to be able to to bring to the forefront. You know, our Lord was crucified, died on the cross, and what's God, uh, the Father's response? Silence. And yet, in this silence, we wait. We wait for what we're celebrating tonight, what we're celebrating this week, during this octave. We wait for the resurrection. And so, this morning, thankfully, I mean, when I say Saturday morning, it's so many people come to confession. St. Augustine was flooded with confession. It was, it was, <clears throat> you have people being thrown, us, thrown our way. Yeah, yeah. And you saw the line better yeah. than I did. It was you were you were in there practicing the catechumens, and it was just impressive the amount of people that came on Wednesday night and came and not to came again, but that came on on Saturday as well, and just leading up to what we experienced tonight. We had all nights. You said you said you know we need to caution ourselves against routine, and you you said it on Thursday. You know you'd never seen so many people on a Thursday. You know yeah. show up for. You know, for for the even for the oh, regular for, five, for the minutes. regularly scheduled mat, and that's really one of the beauties of these three days, where you know, where where we come face to face with: Are we just doing this out of routine? And and you know, you mentioned you know some of these people might just be coming home from work and, and they don't forgot realize it. Was, it. Forgot it was Holy Thursday, maybe it was just another day of the week. Yeah, I mean. But but in you know in coming into the church and sitting literally sitting there waiting for mass to start, and, and the tavern was empty, looking around like, no, this isn't. This isn't happening. I think it's the lights then, turned on automatically, right. <laughs> so it's not like the lights are off either. Yeah, and then Friday to walk in, and, and you've kind of got that, you know, that, it that hits you hard. It does. It, it, it you come face you come face to face with, you know, what am I doing? Not just not just you know, am, am I here out of habit and routine? But really, as we contemplate the mysteries and, and really the roller coaster, you know, the highs of Palm Sunday immediately leading to the lows, the high of Holy Thursday. Immediately leading into Good Friday, and then that long and quiet and lonely wait of Saturday, leading into the eruption that is, you know, light and music and joy at the vigil, and leading into into Sunday. You know, we come face to face with with ourselves. You know, we, we we the Lord puts a mirror up to us and says, you know, are you who who you who I'm calling you to be? And that's the beauty of what we experience tonight, because we start off with all the readings we hear from the Old Testament at the beginning of the, of the liturgy, from darkness, listening to the story of creation. God created us in his image and likeness, and now the risen Christ, as you said, holds him up to us says, now I have rescued you from sin and death, and now I have made something new of you. Go, if you have a chance, go through 
those seven Old Testament readings. Go through that epistle, that letter of St. Paul that we read after the after the glory. How is it from that glory to that? Because oh, what I read earlier from Nana that says, you know, yes, the my, earth is trembling with anticipation, waiting for Jesus to emerge from the earth. And that's the thing. He descended to help to rescue us from the clutches of Satan, to rescue us from, to destroy hell, to destroy death. I mean, that cannot be understated. And that's why when we sing, you know, the Gloria, when we sing Alleluia, we say it with a loud voice. We say, He is risen indeed because it is the center of our faith. St. Paul said, If Christ had not been raised from the dead, in vain is our faith. That's why these two idiots sitting here after 11, you know, <laughs> no, at, not well 11 after 11, yet. not 11.30 yet. Not quite 11.30 yet <laughs> on a Saturday <laughs> night when we have to, he has to deal with children, crying children tomorrow. I have to deal with all the all my wonderful persons who are coming tomorrow and their friends and their visitors and the people that just show up on Easter and God bless them. And we need to show them why, you know, as St. Peter says, always give them a reason for your joy, for your hope, and our hope. Francis said it today, but Francis said it today. Hope has a name. It's Jesus. So, yeah. And now, now I'm tired. That uh, just hit you. <laughs> it just hit me. <laughs> you, hit, before 11, you, hit the, you hit the wall. <laughs> it hit the wall. Because I've, been, I've been preaching and singing and talking. I love how you finished today. You know, you, you turn to the five ladies, now newly baptized. And again, tied it back to the the women of the gospel who went, found the empty tomb, and went and shared the good news. And you and you you're speaking to the newly baptized, but but really, as they join our community and and again hold up that mirror to ourselves, you know, and remind us of who we are and what we were baptized into and who we should be. You're speaking to them, but you're speaking to all of us. You know, when you send us out and say, you know, now we have to go and proclaim that same Jesus Christ. That same risen Jesus. He is alive. When you walk into the church, there's a beautiful banner that Hori got that has Jesus emerging from the tomb and it says, Alleluia, he is risen. Nothing else matters. You know, the sequence you, you, you heard yesterday in the Easter Sunday Mass, Mary, why, you know, you know, why are you crying? What, 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 what's the story? Like, what's your story? It was my Lord, my Savior, my life. He's risen. And that's why the witness of those first women, you know, Pope Francis, you know, kind of, kind of borrowed from him. They saw, they heard, they acted. And that's why I told those five women, we're not newly baptized. Well, I'm 13 years, all of 13 years old. But wise beyond her years. Five, you know, you know, they saw, they heard from the angel. They act. They saw the empty tomb. And we continue to, to rejoice in the fact that our Lord, every year we get to celebrate. We get to hear those bells chime. We get to hear the glorious sound. We get to hear the trumpet sound. We get to hear the choir in full throat. Go to the to our Easter Vigil YouTube. Hear the glorious sound. I don't know how I can I mean, it doesn't do it justice. You have no. to hear, you have to be yeah. in the building. And we, our very first episode was let this building shake. We talked about that. Our very first episode a year ago. And 
you feel the building shaking for joy. So if you've never done it, put it on your bucket list. It's a very easy thing to check off your bucket list. Come to an Easter vigil. I'm st- it's, it's almost 11.30 and I'm still getting texts. You know, why people telling me Happy Easter yeah. because that is what John Paul II told us. We are an Easter people and hallelujah is our song. We cannot be dour Christians. We cannot be sad Christians. We cannot be just lukewarm Christians. We have to be Christians on fire who are constantly announcing the resurrection. Amen. So, kind of hit the wall there? Yeah, I'm ready for a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> you have not had a chocolate chip cookie. I should, get them. I should just order. I should have ordered some from Uber Eats when I'm across the street and had them delivered here to the office. But, and I get to go back on Twitter, which I don't, I don't and really, I don't feel like going on Twitter right now. I, I'm like, no. But you really want a chocolate chip I cookie? I do. I do. Oh. So so enjoy whatever you gave up for Lent. Enjoy it. It's Hopefully, over. Lent it's over. over. Hopefully it wasn't something sinful you gave up. If you gave up something sinful, keep it. Keep it. Uh, keep it. You know. Keep sacrificing. And don't. You know. Indulge in yeah. that. But you know the the main theme of and the reason why we cross the street. You know, regardless of we didn't have time tomorrow. We don't have time on Monday. We wanted to get this episode out is we wanted to share our joy. We wanted, we saw, we heard, we acted, we came across the street and did this for all of you. Share this podcast, share this episode, tell people the good news. We've been seeing spikes in the market. We, my God, those the numbers. Our numbers aren't great. No. But for the people that, but you know, for, we're, for we're the, nowhere near Father Schmidt's, you know, you know, Bible in a year for our faithful hundred. We are hundred or so that you know they're being we, fed because they you know, keep coming we, back. We got to two hundred, you know, in an episode a couple of weeks ago. But again, not that was a number, but we we thank you, and from the bottom of both of our hearts, we wish you such a great Easter. We hope you had a great Easter on Easter Sunday with your families. And remember, Easter is fifty days, and this week we celebrate every single day of the week, the octave, just like it was Easter Sunday. And this Sunday, we celebrate Divine Mercy. The Call, who's such a great supporter of the podcast. They do the songs. They do the, the, the bump. They do the, the graphics. They have a concert this Sunday. If you really want to celebrate Easter, if you want to get into the spirit of Easter, this Sunday, 7 p.m. after the 5.30 p.m. Mass, stay Cumber Hall, 7 p.m. They're putting on a concert. I hope you can make it. Completely we'll free. You know, it's totally free. You know, we should probably do a live we can. You know, just hit the live button. We've never yeah. done that. We've always wanted to do that, but, you know, but no, we, we want to capture the audio. And you have to be, like it says in Hamilton, you have to be in the room where it happens. In the room where it happens. So, my friends, thank you for tuning in today. We're both very tired. Jorge wants a chocolate chip cookie. I just want a bang. You know, so, and uh, you want to talk sports? Because, I mean, without the bumper music or anything. Was there anything to talk about? You were complaining about Donnie baseball already. You know, yeah, man, last no, night. Whatever. We're, we're, exactly. we're in a good note right we're now. We're in a good note. You <laughs> want to talk about that? I don't want to talk about Aaron Boone and the, and the Yankees. and, and, and they're, they're just listless. As I, whereas we're going off the air, Inter Miami is winning. The Yankees are winning. Marlins lost. The Heat played them, you know, recording before the Heat played uh, Atlanta. And uh, we'll talk about more about that next week. But today was all about Easter. Today is all about the Lord rose. The Lord is alive. And nothing else matters. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. He has risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.